0: Hey everybody, I want to welcome you back to Talking Softball with Coach B. It's been a fast summer. It's hard to believe that the kids are already going back to school. Summer's behind us. You know, it just feels like a couple weeks ago we were celebrating the 4th of July and playing softball in Colorado, but it's been a long, hot summer. And, you know, I think that's been a Uh, a challenge for everybody. And I think at times the heat actually revealed a lot of character and put a lot of stress and strain on people. So hopefully as we transition to the fall, the weather's going to get a lot better. So today I'd like to talk a little bit about the start of a new season. You know, obviously everybody wrapped up their summer season recently and Hopefully teams are staying together, but it sounds like there's going to be a lot of movement again, and it always seems like this time of year, there's a lot of transition. Teams are disbanding, coaches may be not coaching anymore, or players may decide that they don't want to play anymore or play for that team, and so we're going into tryout season. By the time this airs, you know, most organizations and teams will have had their tryouts, but I, I do want to address the concept of tryout season. You know, for us in our organization, American Freedom, we're getting ready for our organizational tryouts this weekend. And we have a number of our teams that are having open workouts and tryouts. And I think it's important as coaches. As players and as families, we really take the time to sit down and decide what we're looking for. What is the goal during tryout season? Are we adding players to a solid team? Are we adding players to a team to make it better? You know, are we expanding our roster a little bit, whatever it may be? So coaches, I'm going to address you first because I'm one of you. And I think that all of us need to take a little bit of time to evaluate where our team was at the end of the summer. I mean, for me, obviously we have graduation and we have seniors that are going off to college. So that creates a need. And there may be some other players that decide not to be a part of our team. And that will create needs for us also. And at every level, though, coaches are dealing with players that move up, am I going to move my team up and does the whole team move up together or would some players benefit staying at their other age group for a while? I think that's a big message, okay? You know, it seems to me everybody wants to race into the recruiting process and I see a lot of young players that are playing up to 16U or even 18U and coaches are like, well, we need, you know, we need to get them exposure. We need to get them into the recruiting process. And I think we have to be careful about that. You know, we have to look at it and say, are we going to present them in the best opportunity for them in that process? You know, obviously, 14U, 16U, 18U, second year and 14U, Those players are all high school age players. We have freshmen that are second year 14U players, and then obviously all the way through 16 and 18. But just because a player is a second year 14U player, and we think that she's playing high school softball, so she's ready to play 16U or even, move up to 18U, which I just don't understand. But if, as coaches, we think that is what's best for that player, we need to make sure that they have the tools, the talent, and the mental makeup and personality, confidence, whatever we want to put in that category. We have to make sure that they are prepared to have success at a higher level. Because if they're not, it may benefit them to stay at the 14U level for another year. And I know some will say, well, you know, she needs to play at a more competitive level. Well, there's a very competitive level at the 14U level. You can find a team at 14U that's going to play a great schedule, play against high-level competition, and they're going to get better. Okay, So I think as coaches, we need to make sure that we don't try to speed up the process and go out and recruit those players too early to bring them into our situation. The other thing I think we have to be careful about is our team dynamic. You know, if we have a team where we may have, and again, I'm going to use my team for example. The majority of my team has been together now for at least two seasons. And we have a pretty good dynamic, okay? We're going to have a lot of 23s on our roster, so we're going to have a lot of seniors. And that dynamic has been decent, like I said. So as I'm out looking for players to add to my team I want to make sure that I find players that are going to fit into our team dynamic as much as they're going to bring talent to our roster. That is critical. Because again, this is still a team sport. So we need to make sure that we can do what it takes and add the players that are going to complement our dynamics. If we need to change our team dynamic, then we need to go out and we need to find players that bring the desired dynamic to the program. Do you have leaders in place? I'm fortunate, I've got a couple of pretty good leaders that have developed over the last two years, so I don't really need to go out and find another leader, okay, because those two understand what we do they understand our system and understand how we play and what our expectations are so i don't really need to go out and replace them with someone from the outside or move someone up from the organization what i'm looking for are players that bring the right mentality and dynamic to the game along with a solid talent base okay And that, I think, is really critical for us as coaches, you know, because everybody wants to go out and recruit the best talent. Well, if you put together a group of players that are all really talented, you may not have the best team dynamic that you want to have. Or if you've been coaching a, a group, and you've brought this group along and they have really developed into a pretty good unit, you want to be careful not to cast off too many of those players because it takes the team dynamic with them. Yes, you may want to add some players that are going to complement and make that roster better and allow you to perform better on the field, but you don't want to lose your team dynamic. Because it takes time to develop. That doesn't just happen the first day you step on the field. You know, as a former college coach, I mean, we spent the entire fall working on our team dynamic. And we got to practice with them every day. You know, as select coaches, we might get them once a week or twice a week. And they may or may not all be able to attend each practice, So are we really taking the time to develop that dynamic that's going to be critical for us to be successful when we take the field? So I think as coaches, we need to be really careful that we're not just out trying to find the best players and forgetting about maybe some players we have that are continuing to grow and get better, or what our team dynamic is and how those new players are going to fit in, okay? So when we're at tryouts and we're at our open workout, there's more to be looking for than just the most talented kid on the field. Because a collection of talent without dynamic will not succeed for an entire season. They will come up against teams with greater team dynamic an and average to above average skill in that team with the positive team dynamic is probably going to be successful. So coaches, I challenge all of us to make sure we understand what we're truly looking for during the tryout season. So now I want to address players. okay? And again, players, I think you have to look at some of the same things I just talked about for the coaches players, you need to self-evaluate where you are with your tools, and and included in those tools are not just your on-field skills, but where are you at with your mental game? Where are you at with your understanding of the game? What kind of teammate are you? Are you a leader? Do you not want to be a leader, and you'd rather just be a follower, and that's okay. But what dynamic are you really looking for? Because I know every player wants to play every inning of every game. Well, that's just not going to happen. But you want to look for a team where if you get the opportunity, you're going to be able to grow and you're going to be able to prove yourself and develop yourself into a key role on that team. That's critical. You know, when players ask me, Coach, what do you see as my role? What do you want your role to be? Do you want your role to be a frontline star? Do you want your role to be a support player? What do you want your role to be? Because I need to know that. Because then I can actually answer that question and say, well, if you want to be one of the top players on the team, you're going to have to have these skills and tools to be able to be that player. And you're going to have to be able to put the work in to develop those tools to be that player. And this may or may not be the best situation for you to do that. Okay? So players, make sure you're doing your homework and looking at it. I think everybody out there on social media and everywhere is talking about Come play for us because we offer player development. We offer competitive schedules. We offer assistance in the recruiting process. We say that too. Those are our three objectives of our organization. We emphasize player development. We make sure that our teams compete at the right levels, and we want to provide assistance to those that are going to go on and play at the next level. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that every player can be on one of our national teams. That doesn't mean that every player can be on one of our platinum or gold teams. Some players need to be on our open teams. And some players may develop from our open teams to be able to play at that level. You know, I had someone ask me about our tryout. They said, hey, coach, are we going to ask if players are here to try out for the national team, or are they here to try out for everybody? And I'm really concerned about doing that because if I open that up and ask that question, everybody that walks through the gate is going to say they want to try out for the national team. But the national team has 16 to 18 roster spots. Again, I reference my team. If someone's coming to our tryout to try out for my team, you know, we're looking for three or four players, to fill out our roster. We're not looking for 10. And I think you have to ask that question, and you have to look at that and and take that into account as you're trying to find that team to play on. You know, and does the coach really provide what they say they provide? Does the organization or the team provide the things that you need to continue to develop as a softball player? I tell people all the time, as an organizational director, we're offering a product. This is a business. And our coaches and staff, we need to make sure that our product is the best product it can be so people want to come and use it or want to come and be a part of it. Because if not, they're going to go use someone else's product or go play somewhere else. So players, make sure that you do your homework and really find out what you need to know about the team, the coaches, as you go into that tryout situation. And is that situation going to be better than the situation you're currently in? I mean, it's really no different than the college-level process right now in the recruiting process. We talk to our players in the recruiting process all the time about finding the right fit, getting the information they need. And I know everybody else is doing the same thing. But when we look at it, the transfer portal is out of control. But the transfer portal started 15 years ago in select softball. The only difference we have now in select softball is we don't have to wait till the end of the year. I mean, a player might play on one team on Friday, and by the end of the weekend, they might be on another team. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, wow. That's a real transfer portal situation. But I would hope it doesn't come to that. I would hope everybody that's going out and looking at tryouts right now has an opportunity to find that place where they can continue to grow and develop all the way through their softball playing career to get to the level where they want to be. That's what we should be looking for. That's what players going to tryouts should be trying to find is, where can they find a home? Not the best situation for the fall or the best situation for the fall and then the summer, but where can they really get what they want to develop all the way through. Because it's about more than just one season. It's about more than just one weekend. It's about what is going to happen over time to give you the opportunity to develop to be the player you want to be. And players, I really challenge you to look for that when you're trying to identify teams to try out for, teams to play for once you've attended those tryouts okay parents what is your role in the tryout situation well number one parents I challenge you do not bash if you're leaving a team the last thing you want to do is bash that team especially in front of your child you know if your daughter's 10 12 14 and you think there's a better opportunity out there for and you want to go out and try out That's fine, but don't create a negative image or a negative light for her on the experience where she had. You may have an opinion about it and that's great, but there's really no need to bash, right? If you're looking for a better situation, then go out and find that situation. But do your due diligence. And moms and dads, I challenge you, don't do it for you. Let your daughter find the right situation. Let her find where she wants to be comfortable and who she wants to play with and what she wants to do. And we all say we want what's best for our kids, and we do, absolutely. But that doesn't mean that what's best for them is what's best for us. There's some great teams out there and some great organizations at all levels. We have some really good programs around DFW and around the state of Texas, and I know there are throughout the country for those of you that tune in outside of this area. But I just challenge parents, just let this decision, for the most part, be your daughter's. Because that's what you're preparing her for to make a decision at the next level. Obviously, you have to talk about financials. You have to talk about how it fits in your schedule. I understand all of that. But ultimately, the decision of where she's going to play is hers. And yes, you can provide guidance 100%. Again, you want to look and say, is my daughter going to get the best opportunity on that team or in that organization? Is she going to get the opportunity to develop as a player? Are they going to provide opportunities for her? But then is she going to also take advantage of those opportunities that are presented? And I think that's how parents are involved in the process is, yes, you find the best opportunity, but then you have to support and challenge your daughter to take advantage of those opportunities and grow as a player, right? There's no one organization or one team or any one coach out there that is just the end all in coaching or the end all in programs or the end all in organizations. You're not going to find that. I hear it all the time. Well, if you go play for that organization, you're going to get recruited to Division One. You're going to get recruited Division 1 if you have the talent to play at the Division 1 level. Bottom line, and even though you might even have the talent to play at the Division 1 level, you might decide that you want to go to a Division 2 school, and that's okay too. But we have to cut through all of that, right? Because all of that's marketing and all of that's advertising and packaging, but we have to look at what's inside that and really make a good, solid decision. Coaches, make sure you're offering the best product and make sure you're looking for the players that best meet the entire needs of everyone on your team. Concentrate on team dynamics and talent. Players, make sure you're looking for the best situation for you so that you can develop into being the best player you could possibly be and the best teammate you could possibly be. And parents... Please, make sure that your role in this isn't the decision-making role because of what's best you think for you, but it's a guidance role for what's best for your daughter. So best of luck in the tryout season. It's a busy time of year. There's been a lot of movement already and there'll continue to be movement. And when it rolls around to January, we're probably going to be talking about tryout season again or team movement again. But please, I just ask everyone to do their due diligence in the process. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode this has been talking softball with coach b and i want to thank you for listening and i hope everybody has a great day